10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 1, 1, 1. Hey, Oscar, hurry up, hurry up. Pass me those headphones and the mic. Yeah, yeah, I got it, I got it. But hurry up, we're about to land. I see the conference from here already. Uh-huh. And those XLRs and RCAs, we can't transmit our signal without... Where is our audio interface? Where is it? It's going, chill. But do you have the adapters, the splitters? Oscar! I'm going, chill. Welcome to the People Powered Publishing Conference 2018. This is a special edition of Pop-Up Youth Radio. Tune in, turn up, community building and disruption of mainstream media. Okay, okay, are you ready? Let's go. Don't panic, Oscar. Don't panic, okay? We're about to pop up. Let's do this. The show is going to start. Hello, everyone. Welcome. I'm Gloria. And I'm Oscar. And this is Pop-Up Youth Radio, broadcasting live from People Power Publishing Conference 2018 at Columbia College, through Lumpen Radio 105.5 FM, to our Chicagoland area, and to the rest of the world through LumpenRadio.com. Well, let's start off with who we are. We are students of Yolo Kali a youth initiative of the National Museum of Mexican Arts. We're part of a program called Your Story, Your Way, and uh, an audio radio production youth-driven program that encourages youth to get involved in topics surrounding their local communities and voicing their opinions, of course, over our FM radio waves. So today we'll be discussing the importance of community building and disruption of mainstream media, um, the role it plays in our communities and serving as an outlet for global and local connections. And today we have our three guys here with us today that will help us further explain. But first, let us tell you a bit about ourselves, our involvement with radio, and how Yolo Kali, a youth safe space, has empowered us to be part of the conversation in our communities. Gloria? Thank you. So I'm from the Little Village community. Um, I joined the audio, radio, and journalism program, Your Story, Your Way, in 2017. And I've been using radio as a medium of expression to talk about topics that appeal important to me. Um, I've got the chance to talk about things like stigmas in the public art community, um, sex education amongst teens, and pets in our society, pets and animals in our society, actually. Um, I've also gotten the chance to write my first articles. Um, The first one was about the comic book community, which was very interesting because it was also welcoming for me. And definitely about how music influences our way of thinking. Yolo Kali has also gave me the opportunity to explore my talents as a visual artist, and they provide me a space and um, the opportunity to explore muralism along local artists and beyond. And I like to consider myself an active journalist from Little Village. I joined the class this past summer, and I had the opportunity to interview various figures, <laughs> including Jay Howell, the creator of Bob's Burgers, and Jose Olivares, a local poet who wrote about his experience growing up in a Latinx community in his predominantly Hispanic area. I also got the opportunity to cover some cool events, concerts, and art exhibitions. I've written about the effects of technology in immigrant communities as well as the way it's incorporated in my neighborhood. Uh, One instance is when we're doing wire transfers. Um, And it was during my internship, of course, when I volunteered to help mothers in my community in Little Village develop journalistic skills and fully utilize Google Drive and its many various extensions. Um, And of course, to address the concerns they had in their community. And through our weekly radio show, What's Up, we're able to voice and expose all kinds of um, topics. So Yolo Kali provides us not only the space, but we get to broadcast live from our own Studio Y and through Lumpen Radio Chicago. 
Aside of all the things we do in our location and through our studio, we also believe in the importance of connecting face-to-face -face with an audience. And so for that very reason, Pop-Up Youth Radio was born. Yeah, so the unique part of this particular setup is that we are anywhere ready to set up our tools and create a conversation that's important to us. Um, and definitely we focus on popping up in communities and areas that have an unfair narrative produced by mainstream media, but we're here to reclaim that and bring out and highlight what we know about our communities. Um, and definitely these tools are our magic hands. I mean, it is through Pop-Up Youth Radio, of course. This gives us the chance to create and record history through our own voice and stories. We want to create awareness and a safe circle where we can publicly discuss topics that would otherwise not be often addressed. Um, radio not only serves as a medium for expression of our opinions, but also as a platform that unites us together. And through Yolo Kali, it provides us the tools, knowledge, and hands-on experience needed when learning to set up and work with cable management. Uh, when handling professional studio equipment as such. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why it's important to pop up right now because today we'll be discussing the beauty of disruption. Um, this disruption will focus on the importance of voicing our communities with the medium of radio production led by youth and broadcasted through independent media. And it is in today's show, Tune In, Tune Up, Community Building and Disruption of Mainstream Media, where we're going to explore our topic with you guys, our guests today including, uh, with our guests today, I'm sorry, Vanessa Sanchez, and, uh, Stephanie Mariquez, and Logan Bay. They will further be explaining, of course, the influence left behind and the various types of creative and conscious collaborations active in our community. But first, we'll take a small break, and we'll be right back after this. And remember, you are listening to Pop-Up Youth Radio Broadcasting Live from People Power Publishing Conference 2018. Minorities. That's what they call us. The outskirts of society. The authors of crime. Take a look at us. Is it because of my dark skin that you think I'm gonna shoot you? Is it because of the borders I've crossed that you think I'm not a part of and that I do not belong in this nation? Is it my sexual orientation that makes me a sinner? Is it because I'm just a woman that you think I'm inferior, that I don't have what it takes? Is it because I'm just another adolescent that makes you think that I don't have control over my decisions, that I don't have a voice? Yet here we are, speaking to you, letting you know loud and clear that we are not a group of kids with guns. No walls can stop us. No laws will silence us. No white privileges are needed here to succeed. We will not let our dreams be diminished. Yes, we are surrounded by violence, injustice, poverty. However, that's just it. Those things are the things that give us a reason to speak up. That move us and inspire us to own the battleground we stand on. Once that microphone's in front of us, we become the definition of dominance. Every word we write, every word we say, is powered with creativity, strength, invincibility, and rage. No stereotypes. No gender roles. No 45th president will break us. We are dangerous. We are unafraid. We're the misfits. The weirdos. The Fruit Loops and the Cheerio Rocks. But hey, it's our differences that define us. Not that sickening and weakening word. Minorities. Through thick and thin, we're proud to be who we are. We are Yolokali! We've been keeping it weird and real since 1997. Hey, did you include the fact that we love pizza? Wait, what? 
We're recording. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and we're back, everyone. We're going to start with our first guests for today, Vanessa Sanchez and Stephanie Manriquez. They will be discussing youth programming and rebuilding youth journalism in Latinx communities. So, Vanessa Sanchez is the director of Yolocali's Outreach, a youth initiative of the National Museum of Mexican Art. She received her BFA in painting at University of Illinois at Chicago. And since 2001, she has dedicated her career to designing innovative, creative, and free art and media programs for teens and young adults in collaboration with local and international artists. And as for our guest, Stephanie Manriquez, she is a writer, multicultural guide, and social activist, also known for her work in public radio as an independent producer. She is the lead journalism teacher for Yolo Kali, Your Story, Your Way, and pop-up youth radio programs. So, Vanessa, what is Yolo Kali, and what kind of programs does it offer? Well, uh, hi everyone, I'm Vanessa. I'm so happy to be here. Um, Yolo Kali is the teen uh, youth program of the National Museum of Mexican Art, and we provide free visual arts and digital media programming to teens and young adults. One of those programs is the wonderful Your Story, Your Way and pop-up youth radio. Um, and we are located in the Little Village and Pilsen communities, and those are generally the young people that we serve. Awesome. So we would like to know a little bit more about um, your digital media program for youth. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, uh, we started doing digital media programming um, maybe about 10 years ago. The state had this grant called Bridging the Digital Divide, um, and I was like, well, that'll help us get some equipment at Yolo Kali. Um, and we applied for it, and we kept getting it for a few years, building up our equipment, offering different things such as digital video and photo, uh, graphic design, um, GIF making, different things like that. Um, and then it wasn't until uh, about six years ago, um, the museum at that time had a local radio station called uh, Radio Arte. And um, at that time, they sold the station. Um, and so we, the museum still wanted to keep that journalism training program. And so Yolo Kali, since we were doing more digital media program, um, asked us to take over the, the training. And that's how we were able to continue doing the radio training, which is how you all were getting involved in. That's amazing. I can't imagine like not having a radio program. So that's, I'm very grateful for that. <laughs> but um, so how do you think this has impacted youth? Uh, in so many ways. Um, like I mentioned, we've been around since 97. Um, and even uh, there's a couple of alumni in this room. I'm an alumni of the program. Uh, Stephanie is alumni of Radio Arte. Um, I'm sure there's even more here at Columbia College. Um, so the biggest impact is just providing YOLO, um, sorry, young people the space for them to be weird and be themselves and explore these different options of making, creating, uh, building new communities, um, and finding themselves and what they want to explore in their, in, in their communities as well and kind of giving back. Um, and so the biggest thing I always see is like seeing young people either going off to college or working in other nonprofits or learning to become an instructor for the museum or for other museums. Um, so it's been really great just to see them build this next generation of young Latino, Latinx leaders in the communities. Thank you, Vanessa. Thank you, we appreciate that. And moving on to Stephanie, I have got a question. How is it that you got involved with radio? As um, Vanessa said, I'm a Radio Arte alumni, so I started in 2004 with this radio training program that um, the museum was offering. And um, at that time, it was a two-year um, radio program training. So we have months, uh, th like th three months to do like the technical and, and, and 
and learned all the um, theory on communications and radio production. And then after that, it was a hands-on program where you have to join um, several committees and then you have different assignments in order to just build your curriculum in order to graduate in, in, in Radio Arte. Wow. So I've got a question. After all that, what was it that drove you to want to teach, uh, you know, youth at this outlet? Well, um, I think it just happened organically because um, I think the, the, the initiatives, the youth initiatives around the museum is always trying to um, embrace the youth. And um, at that time, they give us the opportunity to just pass the voice along. So they called me to start teaching the adult program um, side of, um, of Radio Arte in 2018. And then from then, I just um, snowballed to that. Um, I really think that um, as I was helped, because I think that was not um, a career path at the beginning when I started, but it completely changed my mind. It, um, I, I got involved with my community. I came from a, from a suburb, and uh, once that I was engaging in, in, in the Pilsen Little Village community, I, I, I think um, I, find my, I found my place in there, so um, I just needed to just give up um, what I was, what I received. Well, I think it's good that you want to give back to your community, but I got a question for you. Well, rather another question, because I know a good uh, amount about youth, and nowadays there's tons of media, you know, they could be on YouTube or who knows what on the internet. So my next question is, why the radio? Why are you teaching youth to work with radio? And uh, not other platforms? Well, um, yeah. I, I really love radio, um, and I know that um, technology is a big part of our um, nowadays. But uh, I don't know, there's, I think there's a balance between analog technology and the beauty of the moment, which is radio has, it just happens once and it doesn't happen again. You have that interaction with your audience, it's either by the airwaves, they're listening to you or they just shake you know, the head when they're um, agreeing or disagreeing with you. Um, but I still believe in the analog technology. I, I like just to put my, my efforts in there and not just a camera and just click a switch. Just I like to build on things in analog. Technology. It's good for the kids to get hands-on with their with their work rather yes. than just like simple touchscreen. You know, go live on YouTube or whatnot. <laughs> yeah, you disconnect. You disconnect to connect, but you connect, reconnect again to a different audience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, honestly, radio is a medium I never thought I'd get to explore. So I think like radio is actually um, a good place to be able to like voice and have audience. You know, listen to what we have to say. But um, so we're teens, you know, and we're like all over the place with our thoughts and our ideas. Um, what are teens um, mostly like focused on? Like what topics are they mostly interested in? Like at Yolo Cali at least? Well, I think at the beginning when the kids arrive, they're usually concerned about um, some kind of personal matter. Um, it's usually, um, or sadly something like um, not that positive. Um, kids at the beginning, they, they focus on violence in their neighborhoods. Um, they focus in, um, in family issues, in immigration. So, and after that, um, they continue to snowball to just connect to the community and start thinking about, oh, what about pollution? What about um, environmental justice, etc. So, I think at the beginning, they, are, um, they tackle or they wanna heal themselves in a way just to produce something that is happening in their lives in, at the moment. And from there on, they see the power that they have and then I'm like, what's next? If I heal myself, how can I start healing and, and connecting with my community? So they start looking around and or they um, 
um, wide up their, their, their world, right? And then start looking at others, um, youth or other youth, um, what is happening with them. And then now, because they are not in the microphone, they wanted just to embrace it and actually make a story on that or invite them or interview it so we can all hear their stories. Does this radio show um, open up dialogues in the community, not only like amongst teens, but you know, in the community in general? Um, yeah, de <laughs> definitely. Just because, um, you know, I so the the radio program actually has a very strong history in the little village community. Um, the museum purchased um, the radio station from uh, the Little Village Boys and Girls Club, which is where we're located now, um, back in 96. And um, then from 96 to about 2004, uh, sorry, 2014, mm -hmm. right? Um, then uh, that was under Radio Arte, so then again, it was still providing this um, low power radio programming um, to our communities, to our local communities. Um, and so that's where a lot of, um, you, you hear a lot of people from like the 90s and 2000s be like, oh yeah, I was on that radio station once and it's really cool to like, they have that connection. And so when they visit us now back at the Boys and Girls Club and maybe they'll get a tour of our space, they're like, oh, I remember that station. Or when we say that we moved, because we used to be on 18th and Loomis uh, in, in Pilsen, when they'll be like, oh, the Giordano's? And we're like, yeah. They're like, oh, but I remember there's a radio station there. I used to be in that radio station. So it really like, again, it's like building this other network, this other community. Um, and so it, it, and for us now, it's helping us open the doors uh, for more people to explore radio, for more people to be involved in journalism and storytelling. And so we're really happy this past summer, as Oscar mentioned, uh, we worked with Enlace Chicago with a group of amazing moms um, who created some stories for the Little Village community portal. Um, and so that was really great that we were able to, again, show, and they were on the radio too um, for one of our shows. Uh, we were able to have them be a part of this, again, this new next generation of um, radio nerds. Right. <laughs> I mean, they're just as important. They're the ones raising us, you know? Yeah. But yeah, totally. So I haven't been in radio for like super long years, and neither has Oscar. It's probably like my second year. And I know there's a lot of content in our SoundCloud because our radio shows get um, transmitted to SoundCloud after. What has been the most impacting radio show um, that has happened in What's Up? Well, um, very impactful, yes. Um, you want to? No, yeah. That was the same one I was thinking. No, I was <laughs> thinking of this. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, just go. <laughs> okay, um, I think there's been two. She was going to talk about the other one, but. Um, we were of the season. We, um, we we count our radio shows by season, and we go by the um, after school matters calendar, kind of ish. So it's spring, summer, and fall. So um, we produce uh, radio shows through that because it will be um, nearly impossible to do 54 shows in a year. Uh, but every season runs from seven to eight, um, no, to eight to ten episodes, depending on 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 the um, on the season. And we were off season when. Um, the current presidency um, decided to stop uh, or terminate the DACA program. So uh, my students um, called me and texted me that they wanted to say something and they wanted just to do a radio show. So we put a show together in a week and then um, instead of going to our stations, we went directly to Lumpen Radio and we uh, brought some experts and we brought some um, testimonies from people that they were gonna be affected. Um, and then we did a radio show just 
just because they decided to, that they wanted and they needed to do the literary show. So th 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 I would say probably the DACA. That was the same show I was going to say. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, the after elections, too. Um, I think the after elections um, was very powerful just because um, some of the students, they have different levels, so they learn how to do audio production and audio editing first before going um, on, on the radio. Um, they have to pass through a small radio training um, with our music jam, so they have to, how to portray it on the, on the microphone or how to just learn how to do the station ID, etc. So before that, um, there were a lot of teens at that moment that they were not ready for radio. But um, when we um, gathered, we, they all decided that uh, we wanted to participate. So we started having like a brainstorming what was affecting us and how we felt about it. And um, so we divided by groups and depending on um, their, their different concerns. So some teens were concerned about um, LGBT community. Some others were concerned about undocumented community. Some others were concerned about uh, women rights and another ones were concerned about the banning, right? So we split up and others were concerned about the arts and how to heal ourselves after how we were gonna be able to manage to be four years like this. So um, we gathered all together and divided into groups and then they all express um, um, their thoughts into that and then all, everybody had the opportunity to, to say something on the radio. So that was very powerful. I agree as well. That those seem like very important topics, not just to cover for the community, but for the youth as well. But personally, um, I'd like to ask, do you have any favorite shows that you like yourself? <laughs> Maybe why? Yeah, uh, um, the, actually the last show, I mean, every show is always going to be my favorite. It's so hard to choose. Um, but the last show was really um, powerful for me just because we just had a gigantic teen night at the museum um, this last Friday. Uh, over 600 teens came through the doors of the museum. And the radio show was focused on the what happened that night. It was a whole like review of what happened. They, they kept saying they're spilling the tea and all this stuff. And it was adorable. And then after that, um, we had our next project that we do is called La Mesita, um, which is a music-focused uh, program where young people are able to perform live on the radio. Um, and it was uh, alumni of our program also, and they live performed on the radio. Um, and it was just beautiful just to have, like, we talked about just teens, just all the great teen stuff that y'all are doing. Right. Joseph was pretty crazy. <laughs> um, I enjoyed it. But, okay, so... We don't just do radio, we also do Papa Youth Radio, right? So like, this is what we are doing right now, pop popping up in your space to disrupt you so you can listen to us, right? Uh, so how did this develop, though? How did, how did this idea develop? Because I think it's amazing. Um, yeah, at the time, um, YOLO staff, uh, we were thinking um, about like what new projects we wanted to develop. Uh, there was a grant out through um, Hive Chicago um, and so we were kind of always, we always loved the idea of this great organization called the Laundromat Project in New York City, where they do programming out of laundromats um, in New York. And we're like, wow, like how, how can we reach the people where they are already? That they're doing laundry, like let's get them activated and doing something. And so that's kind of like how Pop-Up Youth Radio came about. We were like, well, how can we do radio in other locations? Um, and so we applied for the grant and, um, and we, and we built it. <laughs> and I think at the moment, um, um, we were not on air. Radio, um, Lumpen Radio was at the same time just uh, initiating. So um, 
that was interesting because at the moment that we were trying to do pop up your radio so just to have a space to put all our audio content that we created in past um, um, classes, um, we put it somewhere, right? Uh, and connect. We need, I think, and I always thought that the importance of of having a radio for youth. It was a generation between when Radio Arte closed doors until um, Yolokali uh, started opening this program that it was like a couple of three years without doing radio. So um, for the new generation of teens, it was something that, that it did not exist. They were not connected. They're like, radio for what? We have all the digital media um, tools. Why do we need a radio? So um, that was the sense to create community and build community around um, a radio show. Mm -hmm. And expanding on that idea there of pop-up youth radio, I've got uh, I've got to know because I'm sure the audience is curious. Where exactly is it that you, you know we pop up, and what do we usually cover? Ooh, well, I know in the beginning um, we were working with um, local partners, and so we popped up at Via Palooza Little Village Music Fest. I think that was our first mm -hmm. broadcast, yeah. and that was a very interesting one because you're at a festival. Like that was a a real tough one to, to first begin with. Um, but it taught us a lot about like what we needed to actually be live um, on the radio, uh, online and on the radio. So um, that was a really great one. And then my favorite, which Stephanie could tell you more about, that we've done is these attention room uh, pop-up youth radios. So um, after the couple of years that we start uh, testing and trying the pop-up youth radio and how to just broadcast better and have better quality of audio, um, we brought the, the program to one of the high schools. Um, uh, it was Richard's uh, Career Academy in Back of the Yards. So it's a small population of students in there, like almost 100. So um, it was hard to get um, to for them to stay in, in an after-school program because it, it, it's a really small population, like 175 students, so. Just, it wasn't a part of their culture, really, to stay after school. They were like, oh, I'm done with school, I need to go. So uh, I needed to kid, I need to, to show them. So I was looking for what should I do to, to connect with the kids. So um, I hacked the attention room. So instead of them doing homework or just staying in there, um, the attention room was, why are you here? And they start, we start collecting all the stories and why they, they got detained. And it, we find out a lot of um, unfortunately sad stories like um, the kid was sleeping in class and they had to go to the detention room. But the kid um, had a third shift where he was going to work and in the mornings had to come uh, to school. So we find a lot of things of um, why the um, they got detained because they didn't have the uniforms, but um, one of the students said, we're not gonna get the uniform because I'm not gonna tell my mom to buy me a uniform because we need the money for something else. So I think the attention room was really powerful. Um, usually the first 15 minutes, 20 minutes, they're like, we're hesitating to talk to me. After breaks, I'm like, yes, I hear you. Let, tell me more, tell me the story that you're telling me, but just in the microphone. So um, your principal, your teachers are gonna be listening to these recordings. So this is the way, this is an, um, an open, mic for you to be heard. So that's how they start expressing themselves. And then uh, the principal and, and other, um, the deans, teachers, they start like understanding more about what was happening with their, with their, their student community. Yeah, that was impactful too. I, I remember I was part of that community because um, I received the chance to be an assistant um, through the background that I gained with Yolokali. So I was also helping out at Richard's Career Academy. And I feel like uh, 
The detention room was definitely a good one, um, especially because it's a detention room. Nobody wants to pay attention to like, oh, they're just in detention, like whatever, they have to go make up whatever they did. But you know, it's more powerful and like this is why I think it's important to pop up as youth radio because we take our studio to wherever we're gonna go. We don't need like, oh, let's invite someone to our studio. No, no, we invite ourselves to their, you know, location to make a studio. But why do you guys think aside, you know, from some of these stories, like why is it important to pop up right now at these times? To collect those stories, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, I, I think that's a really good answer because I'm, I'm sorry, I'm still talking about like <laughs> through radio, I feel like we get the chance to record our own history. We don't just go off of from the book or um, we don't just go by whoever wrote the history of whatever year. We make our own history and through our own voices and people can hear us, you know? But um, yeah, so what was your weirdest or biggest disruption? Um. My, I think the biggest was when we were at Allied Media Conference. We did a similar um, setup and were able to uh, broadcast live on Lumpen Radio. Um, and so it was really great to talk about um, radio again, working with young people, and uh, have the opportunity for other people who aren't from Chicago to learn more about um, what we are doing in Chicago and then also what we were doing, what our friend um, from Mexico City was doing also. Mm -hmm. The weirdest. Um, there's a lot of weird ones. Um, we did like, a performance with um, this storyteller that is part of Lumpen Radio, and he's a persona with um, like a superhero. It's called Cardenal de Aslan. So he talks about sports storytelling and something like that. And then he did a performance in, a, in an art gallery. So he invited us to, to, to pop up and, and kind of narrate their, his radio, like a game that he was doing, like a, I don't know how to call it, like a football game? Yeah. And then flags, and then he was, he was talking about uh, two communities, and it was really bizarre. But we needed to be like the narrators of what was happening in front of us. Yeah, <laughs> we, we did it all, man. Yeah. <laughs> Are we disrupting right now? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Completely. <laughs> Well, uh, what skill does the youth have acquired covering serious topics? Have they found solutions to their concerns? What skills? <laughs> I mean, y'all have learned a ton of skills, you know, from being able to um, feel that you can, that this is your mic, that this is um, your space, and that you're able to ask the questions you want to ask and not be afraid to ask them and to, um, and then technically, just to learn how to set up all this equipment. Uh, I still don't know how, so I love that you all do. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, you know, finding solutions, I think then that's always like something that I see that you all do outside of your locale, which I find beautiful. Like you all are trying to find other ways to work within the community, whether it's through undocumented projects or whether it's through working with other young people in the back of the yards. Um, I always see you all consistently trying to find other ways to give back to your respective communities, and then to also come back to Yolokali and see how, how we can help you with your own journeys and with your own um, ways of working with the communities that you want to. Yeah, definitely. But um, just remember that you are listening to WLPN LP Chicago 105.5 Lumpen Radio. Anyways, Vanessa, <laughs> uh, what do you guys hope to achieve with um, working alongside youth and
continuing the program? I mean, uh, aside from everything that um, Yolo Kali has already done, and w like, what's what's next? You know, or what do you guys hope to achieve? Anything new coming? Because I know La Mesita is new, so I mean, do, do we see anything else coming? Um, I mean, there's always something that we're stirring up, and but our biggest thing at Yolo Kali is to listen to what you all want and to figure out how can we find um, the funding to be able to do all the weird projects y'all want to do. Um, and so, you know, my, my hope, um, again, because I'm a, I'm a product of Yolo Kali, I'm a, I came out of the program, is that you're going to be in my position later on. You know, you're going to be in Stephanie's position later on, or Logan's position later on, or any of these people in the room, um, because that's, that's what we want. We want to make these next leaders um, who are speaking for the communities that we're all coming from. Totally. And well, uh, Jerry on production, he was actually a student as well, and now he's an instructor at Yolo Kali, and I think it's beautiful. We get to learn a lot from each other. <laughs> but um, so you mentioned some collaborations that you, uh, we've all collaborated with. Um, can we talk a little bit more about that? Like, tell us all about the collaborations that you guys have been a part of. Um, you mentioned before about um, how we um, acquire sol um, solutions to our concerns, but I'm just gonna get up in there because there's something to do in, con in connecting the students with. Um, I, I believe that um, participating and collaborating with other, um, with other organizations or projects it's, uh, is really valuable because it's not only what I said or what, it, what we're looking for so we can expand our, our, our visions um, and then you can actually have uh, a louder voice. So one of my favorite projects, that, um, that's how we started, and you said how we extend, it's just looking for the needs of the students of, okay, you already passed through this um, audio production, radio production, you know how to do pop-up your radio, so what's next for you? So let's start writing, let's start blogging, let's start doing something else. Um, and then looking for the opportunities and stay, staying open to what is, what is around so we, we can uh, incorporate it to the program. So um, not only um, Jerry's already know how to do all of it, but he was part of a, um, the Social Justice News Nexus Fellowship and I think that was a learning process for all of us because it was, um, we had it to do like um, all these blogs and all these research and then um, staying after hours, not exactly on during the classes, but um, I think that was very powerful that Northwestern allowed allow two students that, um, that because the fellowship is mainly for reporters, but how they open up for young reporters or wannabe reporters to give us the opportunity to to, to do the entire research, and I think that was really, really cool. So Northwestern Fellowship is having one of um, the collaborations. Um, so um, Planned Parenthood right now, uh, we do pop-up your radios a lot with uh, Planned Parenthood. Um, we like to invite their youth with My Body, My Story, and they uh, come up with their stories that they gather um, through this program, and then they share them on the microphones, and then we, at the same time, uh, we pass their, their card, so if the students want to ask a question or have a comment on, on the topic, they're, um, um, and if they want to be anonymous, they can just give us that, and then we open the microphones for them um, to, to comment on that, and we have seen a lot of participation on that with, with Planned Parenthood. Well, Stephanie, Vanessa, thank you so much for sharing. We're going to just take a small break, and we'll be right back, okay? You hungry? What are you looking for? What? 
A radio show? <coughs> yeah, you heard that right. <coughs> One hour with audio productions and conversations made by the youth at Yellow Kali, and another one with music jams. <coughs> yeah, you and your friends should tune in. <coughs> Every Saturday from 12 to 2 p.m. <coughs> Our radio show, What's Up? It's on 105.5 FM Lumpen Radio Chicago. Yeah, if you have a phone. You should also follow us on our social media at Yolo Kali on Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, and Instagram. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hello, everyone. We're back again. So, <laughs> Actually, I have a couple comments. Um, sorry, Oscar. You know, I got to say some stuff. Go on. Uh, <laughs> but I just want to say that... Uh, that like how you Stephanie mentioned like Planned Parenthood coming into Yolo Kali. That's a really good example of how the organizations that they help us collaborate with give us a peace of mind because I've always wanted to be like in a safe space where we get to talk about like sex education, especially um well it's important for me to talk about it along other females. Um and we don't only just talk about like, you know, the basics protection and stuff like that, but we talk about how we can um, just take care of our bodies more and love ourselves more. And I think that we get to have a peace of mind through the things that we learn. Like with City Bureau, now I have a, another cool mentor that I can reach out to. Shout out to Annie. I know you're here somewhere. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Vanessa, do you, you, what do you have to say about our collaborations? Because I know that I'm pretty sure you have something to say. <laughs> yeah. Collaborations are really big for us. Again, because it's just providing young people with more opportunities to um, build their skills and to meet other adults that, um, that are there for them and help, can help mentor them as well. Um, and just to see other parts of, of uh, the world and what else the other young people are doing. Um, and so uh, obviously our Lumpen Radio <laughs> is our great collaborator, one of our biggest and strongest. Um, and as you mentioned, we just started working with City Bureau, which we love. Um, because their mentors have been coming into the space and helping you all with the writing. Um, outside of that, we've worked with the Contemporary Jewish Museum in San Francisco with their What We Hold project. Uh, we've worked with Notre Dame and um, bringing some of our young people to Notre Dame to do a workshop with them. Um, we work with Zoomix Radio in Boston. So again, if it's gonna get y'all someplace else um, and, and let you all see, see another uh, project that you want to work with or get you to meet new people, I'm going to sign you up, especially if you say yes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Notre Dame. What happened there? Notre Dame? Who went there? Wow, Notre Dame. Um, I think Notre Dame um, was, I want to put it easy. Um, two 15-year-olds went to give a class, a three-hour class, to Notre Dame students. And we did audio script writing and audio production to an, an anthropology class um, that they, um, they explored with music. So the, project, the final project usually is like a podcast, 10-minute audio piece, because it's, the professor said, well, it's music, we need to kind of like play with music and then just with audio. But it's not their main skill. They needed someone to actually how to make uh, audio pieces more creative, you know, inserting more like sound effects and how to edit and how to just incorporate um, their sounds into their audio pieces to be transi to transition it better. So, um, and I, I and I make an emphasis on on that 15 year old because uh, these two kids started with me when they were 12, and. 
they haven't done it all. <laughs> and they're so powerful and they're so, if you see them, it, they're just, you're not talking to a 15 year old. They're like, what else? And they did it so professional. Um, they were very professional. They were, um, they, they actually planned the entire thing. They did exercise, they did their materials. I was just there to guide them. So I, I want to call myself, like I guide them more than teach them. So what's your idea, how we can develop the idea and how we can create and make it amazing. So um, that was very powerful to see how yeah. they grow. Shout out to Emmanuel and Sippy, those were the students. And definitely, I feel like your locality, you said it right, they don't teach us, they guide us, they just give us the tools. But yeah. Okay, so moving along to community radio, we're going to be discussing the impact of low power FMs. And for that, we have Logan Bay here with us today. Um, Logan Bay, of course, is the program and station director of WLPN Chicago 105.5 FM Lumpen Radio. Logan is a multifaceted creative professional guided by a lifelong passion for art and design with experience directing festivals, managing businesses, and curating content. So Logan, just to top it off, how does radio build community? Hello, Oscar. Hello, Gloria. <laughs> I'm glad to be here. Um, radio builds community because it takes a community to make radio actually function. Um, I think if you listen to a lot of stations, you can tell the stations that have no community behind them, um, just in its near mere nature, you know, it's it's a it's a it's a building process that takes hundreds of people. How is community radio um, different from mainstream radio? We could get into a long tree stay about capitalism and um, <laughs> sad things like that, but um, it's really the fact that it is driven from the ground up by what people want to hear and see and be a part of. Um, it's a DIY thing. It's just the same program that all of you students go through at Yolo Cali, um, but amplified to an even bigger group of people. I mean, it's something that also is a lifelong path, I think, um, with community radio, that you see people who have gone through this process and been involved in things from youth to teenagers or even adults get into it later and move on. So it really creates some um, stuff that's impactful to their life, not just you know selling things or telling people what to do. So while we have mainstream radio as an option, I'm curious as to why is it, you know, why it is important for a community to have a local radio station as well? Well, you know, we're really lucky. I think the LPFM um, movement and some of that was even spurred by people locally involved in the scene. Um, even the FCC kind of realizes that radio had become kind of com commodified and sold off to people who aren't really connected. And we've just seen in the three years that Lumpen Radio's kind of built up um, through the hundreds of people that come through our doors every month to the thousands of people who've been through the space even as we've created, you know, um, there's a whole world of stories and um, information to share, a creativity, fun to be had um, that doesn't necessarily have a place to go. And it's kind of been overwhelming just to see the response to kind of creating that channel in something that is in it is a publicly available space like the radio waves are run by our government so thus we should have access to them and be able to participate in them right i definitely agree with that but um what are some challenges um being a broadcast radio station and how does a small like nonprofit volunteer based organization like how do you guys overcome some of the issues that you guys face 
That's, that's the most terrifying aspect. I think the barriers to entry are, are immense. Um, the capital needed to just do the initial lift on a radio station is pretty bonkers. And then just um, the monthly bills and keeping it all running is crazy. And then also you literally have to trust and have faith in hundreds of people who volunteer their time and effort and put their sweat equity in um, to make it happen because there's not a lot of funding or support for things like this. Um, and there's more people and more stories out there than there is um, you know, financial backing to help raise those things up. And as a station director, I'm sure that you, um, you see a majority of what runs and what goes on in the uh, you know, radio itself. So, I mean, what are some factors that go into deciding what programs get a time slot in Lumpen Radio? Um, we do try and be very conscious of how we program. We do want people to not be stuck in rush hour traffic listening to free jazz and wanting to um, smash their heads against a steering wheel. Free jazz at midnight is totally appropriate. Um, you know, we think about when communities are active or can participate. You know, I think part of even putting youth radio and what's up on on Saturdays is the time when maybe youth are free, hopefully. You know, we wouldn't put you guys on it when you're supposed to be in school because that'd be kind of bad. Um, <laughs> But yeah, we, we try and be conscious about that, and we, we try and really reflect what the community wants and w how people respond, and we listen to listeners. So why give teens the opportunity <laughs> to be on the radio, though? Like, teens. <laughs> well, well it, it, it was kind of a no-brainer to work with Yolo Cali and work with all the students we've had come through, which is crazy. I think of all the classes that I've met, um, because honestly, you guys produce some of the best audio better than a lot of the adults that we work with. Um, you've, we've even, Thank you. We even, when we first started, had youth from Yolo Cali run workshops teaching adults how to edit audio. Um, so you, you have the skills. Um, it's also, you guys are lucky when you're a teenager, you kind of have time and you can really explore and do these crazy things before um, adult life sets in and it becomes even more bleak. And as someone who gives time to youth, or you know, rather teens as well, to be on the radio, give them time to put their content out there, I'm sure that you've uh, heard our content before, so, <laughs> I mean, it's a given. So just out of curiosity, what's something that you learned from our content? Um, that's, that's a great question, actually. Um, I learn a lot every week when I listen to uh, What's Up. One, I learned that being a youth still feels the same way it always has felt. Um, I get to learn about things that I didn't know about, like weird Vox, fake um, AV, virtual reality pop stars, and crazy things that I can't keep up with. Um, I also um, sometimes, what's more impactful and depresses and saddens but excites me is the fact that like um, how all these things that are going on in our world that I think stress and struggle out adults directly impact the youth of our country. And when I hear the youth of our country and our community talking about being afraid of the most powerful person in our country, that is something that um, is deeply disturbing to me, um, even being part of the public airwaves, that you know we have these systems in place, but we are alienating the people who are going to be taking care of us when I'm hopefully have some social security you know, and something, I don't know. <laughs> so it's, it's really important, and I, I can't even overstate. Um, just the, the diversity of content that I hear from you guys. And you know, the Harry, Hermione, and all the crazy Ron. Just when you guys talk about crazy stuff, I love it. 
We got you. If you ever want to talk about something uncomfortable, we got you. (laughs) (laughs) So what has been your favorite What's Up show? I mean, you know, we have a lot. Yeah, there's too many to choose. I think I look forward to your horror your way every year. The Halloween special is probably one of the most um, important radio shows in Chicago. The one hour, like, that is to not be missed. Thank you, Logan. Well, (laughs) we are... um, I'm going to let you guys decide. Do you guys want an audio piece, or do you guys want to go ahead and go with the questions? Like, if you guys have any questions for us. Audio piece. Audio piece got you. <laughs> Let's play some audio piece. Let's go. <laughs> In a world where pizza eats no more. What? There's no pizza? Oh, my goodness. Will people be able to survive? We're all going to freaking die, man. Can you guys be quiet? I'm trying to wish La Rosa de Guadalupe. There's no pizza. Why aren't you panicking? <gasps> There's no more pizza. We're screwed. No. The pizza no. Why? Why? Marito. <laughs> hey, that's the last slice. Give me that. Hey, back up. Well, there, chill, guys. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Wait, what about tacos? Oh yeah, the end of the pizza. Rated R. Oh yeah. Can we do it again? All right, hello everyone, and we're back. So before we go out ahead and wrap this up, I just want to ask a few more questions to Logan, if that's okay with you. Live, live radio. I would love that Oscar. Yes. All right, then. So, um, just real quick, what has been the reaction to local talk and news programs on Lumpen? Um, actually, the reaction has been phenomenal. Um, not only do I feel like Yolo Kelly has got better and better guests um, on What's Up, but, you know, we have um, a tech scene Chicago with Melanie Adcock, which covers meetups and free public tech events. She can't even have open shows till spring because there's no other outlet for people to come talk about stuff like that. Most tech stuff is corporate or more commercial. We have a book show, I-94, which is never short of guests because there's no locally produced radio show really about literature anymore. And when you start hearing things like that, that we don't have a lot of local talk or coverage of um, things like books, literature, um, even Contra Tiempo radio, Spanish language kind of culture, poetry, art, everything. Um, it's kind of nuts. Um, so the reaction has been kind of amazing, and a lot of our hosts actually have really got to meet cool people and bring people on and give access to the airwaves that um, we couldn't have even anticipated. And in your opinion, what's the importance of sharing and amplifying these stories? And of course, the reaction of the audience, guests, and hosts of creating a place to share content and stories. Um, Well, I think what's really special for us is that we are on the public airwaves. So anybody in a vehicle or a car, it's a very simple piece of technology that's pretty democratized. You probably find a radio in the trash these days. So they're they're freely available. Um, But anyone in our broadcast area, you know, we are are on. And um, there are a lot of people who, when the radio goes down, which it goes down because it's radio, um, you know, I get text messages and we get calls. So people like kind of count on us to heal them and get them through their day and know what's going on. So it's kind of exciting that, you know, we're there with them all day. Yeah. 
And yeah, you're right about radio. Like, I'm starting to collect like my old radios from my cars because I still got like a face, you know, where I got to clip it out. I'm like, oh, maybe in a few years I'll have like a little gallery display of things that nobody knows about anymore. And personally, I think it's really cool that there are people out there listening, especially to my voice. I mean, personally, <laughs> I think I sound horrendous. <laughs> but that's besides the point, you know, it's just cool that we get feedback overall. <laughs> Right, right now, there's someone driving down Roosevelt Road, <laughs> listening to us talk, and they're going, where, where are these people at? What is going on? Right. Lakeshore Drive, cruising, you know? <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we have time for about two questions. Do any of you all want to ask anything to us or our panelists? Hold, 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 hold. This is live radio. Hold, hold, <laughs> yeah. hold, hold. <laughs> Hi. Um, outside of listening to your show, how can we support you guys, those that aren't directly involved with WhatsApp or Lumpin? And also, Stephanie, where did you get your earrings? <laughs> From a former YOLO student, Gabby. Where can we purchase them? Um, I don't know her website, but <laughs> I'll, I'll hook you up with her. Don't worry. But what was the other question? <laughs> Um, how can we support you, whether it's uh, in addition to listening to the awesomeness that is the live radio show that you guys produce? I think, um, uh, well, this is Andre uh, Andrea from City Bureau, um, <laughs> and I love you because um, I think you guys give us a lot of support, but aside of other people, um, we're always looking for, um, for more content. And definitely, um, just for the participation of adults, sometimes we need to um, get, um, uh, what's the name, uh, um, an alderman, right? And we need it to locate it, but sometimes it's really hard for us to, to get because they're teens, right? So it's either I email it or, but the adult participation in giving the validation to the kids that actually they're doing a good job, they're, they're, um, you will be surprised how professional they can be. And um, they have legit questions for those people and they prepare for that. So I think just maybe to spread the word and say, um, and, and, and have that support from, 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 from the listeners, from the audience, from, from other organizations, because we, we wanna create content and, um, and again, it's just, we need to just, it's hard to open up those, those doors. Yeah, and I think if you all have any uh, interesting projects, if you are working with young people also, um, you know, come talk to us, get, get our information on our cute little table over there, um, and we can see what we can, what magic we can make together. Do we take donations? <laughs> oh, yeah, we do. <laughs> awesome. Well, it's a wrap, and we'll, we're out of time now, but... Thank you all for joining us on this show. Tune in, turn up, community building and disruption of mainstream media, where we discuss the importance of voicing our communities with the medium of radio production, led by youth, broadcasted through independent media. Thank you all. Toodles. Sadly, our transmission for today has ended. We have to go. Want to do it again? Let's go back to the past one more time. Hope you enjoyed this special edition of Pop-Up Youth Radio at the People-Powered Publishing Conference 2018. See you next time. Yeah, but don't worry, because you'll never know where we're going to disrupt again. So follow us in our social media, 
Facebook, Instagram, and SoundCloud at Yolo Cali, or at lumpinradio.com to listen to our past transmissions. <laughs>